excited to get to talk to you about this next section that Paul wrote to the church in Colossae. In the last episode, we asked this question, what do we see? And as we read the introduction that Paul wrote to this church, we learned how Paul saw himself and this church through the lens of the Father. And through this learning, we, we were reminded of this invitation that we have as followers of Jesus to see ourselves and those around us differently. Not through what our eyes physically show us, but through the lens of the Father. Today, we're going to be asking this question, what do we hear? You see, Paul, he's never actually uh, met these people in Colossae before. It's through his this report that he was given by Ephesus that he's told about all the things that were going on in this church. And in this next section, Paul is going to tell them of the things that he's heard about them. And in a very Paul way, the things that he's going to emphasize are the very things that he's wanting to remind them to live in as followers of Jesus. So as we read this next section, let's see the things that Paul emphasizes and let's hopefully hear these things in a new and a fresh way. You see, one of the things about following Jesus that's so important is this discipline of remembering. There's no shame and there's no guilt in this idea and this need of remembering the things that God has spoken over us and the truths that we not only believe, but the truths that we live through. So let's read what Paul has to say. Let's, let's remember what we've heard. So I'm reading from Colossians chapter 1 verses 3 to 5, and this is the English Standard Version. We always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love that you have for all the saints because of the hope that's laid up for you in heaven. Of this you have heard before in the word of truth, the gospel. So Paul emphasizes these three things, faith, love, and hope. And he describes these three things as the gospel that this church had heard and received. So let's break down each of these things. So the first thing that Paul says is their faith in Christ Jesus. This word faith can also be translated to trust. So another way that we could hear what Paul is saying is Paul saying, I've heard of the trust that you have in Christ Jesus. So if Paul is reminding this church of things that are so important to know and to live in, one of the first thing he's emphasizing is that we put our trust in Jesus Christ. We don't put our trust in an ideology. We don't put our trust in positive thinking. We put our trust in a man and his name is Jesus Christ. Paul is reminding this church that it is not about what they did or didn't do, but it's about who they are in Jesus. It's about what Jesus has done for them. This is the starting place. This is the foundation that we walk as followers of Jesus. And it's simply this. We are not enough. We are not strong enough. We are not smart enough. We are not good enough. But Jesus is enough for us. We receive what Jesus has done for us. He is enough. We don't put our trust in ourselves or in the collective humanity. We put our trust in a person and his name is Jesus. 
The second thing that Paul reminds this church of is of their love that they have for one another. You see, as we put our trust in Jesus, as we put our hope and everything that we have in him, it manifests itself through love. It manifests itself through the way that we love one another. Would we be a people that is known for their trust in Jesus and the love that we have for one another? I love this next thing that Paul says. He says, it's because of the hope that you've laid up in heaven. You see, the hope that you and I have as followers of Jesus is not rested in something of this world. It is not rested in something of today. It is rested in heaven, in the eternal. This is great news because what this means is that our hope as followers of Jesus can never be taken away from us. No matter what we go through in this life, there is nothing that can remove this hope that we get to have because our hope is not in having a quote-unquote good life. Our hope is found in our trust in Jesus Christ alone. He is enough for us. So Paul, he emphasizes these three things, the faith, the trust that we have in Jesus Christ, the love that we have for one another, that is through this hope that we have in eternity, that these things will not be shaken. These things will not be taken from us. So he's reminding the church in Colossae of the gospel. This good news that we have, that our hope is rested in the man, Jesus Christ. Let's read this next part that Paul says. Of this you have heard before in the word of truth, the gospel, which is come to you, as indeed the whole world is bearing fruit and increasing, as it also has done among you, since the day you heard it and understood the grace of God in truth. Just as you learned it from Ephorus, our beloved fellow servant, he is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf and has made known to us your love in the Spirit. So there's a promise that's kind of hidden within the words of Paul. He's saying to this church that as you heard the gospel, as you put your trust in Jesus Christ alone, as you loved one another and had your hope be put in eternity, fruit came in your life and it didn't just happen in the church in Colossae it's happened all over the world everywhere where the gospel is preached and people receive and understand the grace of God in truth the truth is that Jesus is enough right where that is accepted where that is received there will be fruit and increase This is a beautiful promise for you and for me because sometimes in our life, we just see what's in the temporary. But as we put our trust in Jesus, as we walk out this faith, as we let our life reflect this love and this trust and this hope that we have in him, there's a promise that fruit and increase will come. Now, if the way that we look at ourselves is not through our own lens, but through the Father's lens, then the fruit and the increase cannot be defined by man, but by the Father. So what the Father considers increase and what you and I may consider increase will be different. So let's be clear that this is saying that from the Father's perspective, as we receive this truth, this faith, this hope, this love, there will be fruit by the Father that he brings forth in our life. 
This is an amazing promise that you and I get to be reminded of and get to hold on today. That as we faithfully walk in the ways of Christ, fruit and increase will come. So let's keep walking. Let's keep taking these steps. Let's keep living in the truth that we know. Let's not let what we see around us or what we hear around us define how we live or what we do. But let us live through the lens of the Father. Let us live through what has been spoken over us, that Jesus is enough. We put our trust in him. I love this last part. I don't know if you caught it, but Paul actually throws in another thing that he's heard of about this church. He says, just as you've learned it from Ephesus, our beloved fellow servant, he is a faithful minister of Christ on your behalf and has made known to us your love in the spirit. So maybe you're listening to this message today and you're listening about this trust that we're supposed to have as followers of Jesus in Christ and how this brings hope and love. But when you look at your life, you don't feel much hope right now. Maybe you don't see that your life is reflected in love. Well, I have really good news for you. You can't do this. I can't do this. It is only through the power of the Holy Spirit that we can live in faith and hope and in love. I believe there's a final invitation, a final reminder in this message today that we're reading from Paul. And that is that we put our hope and our trust in Jesus, but it's through the power of the Holy Spirit that we're actually even able to do this. We are so weak and so unable to do this on our own. I know that might sound harsh, but it's actually good news. And maybe I believe that there are some people who are listening to this and they're actually just like, you can breathe. Like you're not enough. Stop trying. It's not going to work. This is the gospel message. It's not going to work. He has done it for you. He has done it for us. And so let's rest in the Holy Spirit. Let's trust in that Jesus has done enough for us. Let us be reminded of this gospel that we've heard and let us know that there is a promise that comes through this. That promise is a fruit of increase. But it is when we rely on the Holy Spirit, it is when we put our full trust in Jesus and we let that be shown in our love that this fruit will come. So today, would we put our faith and our hope and our love in Jesus? Would we be filled with the Holy Spirit once again? Would we say yes to this invitation? Would we be reminded of the gospel that we've heard? And that continues to grow in us. Will we not neglect this truth that can change our lives? This person, Jesus Christ. Will we not rest in an ideology or in a belief system, but rest in the person of Jesus Christ? Would we be known for our love today?